0: You're listening to Fit Girl, your guide to getting in shape. This is podcast episode number 204. I'm Kira Langolf, your host and guide to getting in shape. As a professional fitness trainer, it's my job to get clients in shape quickly and keep them healthy. In this podcast, I'll reveal to you the Shape Up secrets I use, along with training, nutrition, and motivational tips and advice. I'll set you straight on what works and what is a waste of time, and I'll be your guide to your best body ever. Check out my websites at fitnessmakeover.com and coachkira.com. In this episode, part two of the four-part series on positive motivation, the three-hour diet and booty training. Just a quick reminder that if you haven't already signed up for the newsletter and notifications over at fitnessmakeover.com, then you're going to want to do that because the Quick Fit Club is going to be opening pretty soon, and I'm going to have some great specials for that. There's also Club Fit that's being revised completely, too, and that should be ready to go soon. Now we're continuing into part two of the motivation series for positive motivation. And this is the alphabet of motivation. And right now we're at G through M. So remember, if you're following me on Twitter, at FitGirl, or if you're on the Facebook page, you've probably seen some of these already. And that's okay because we're going to go into a little more detail right now. Now also remember that you might want to write these down so that you can repeat them and maybe even use some of them as an I am statement to help you with your reprocessing or I should say creating new habits so that you stay motivated. Now the first letter is G and it's give. Give more than what is enough. Now that applies to both you and to other people. So where does your main motivation take place. Where does your main self improvement take place? Is it at home, at work, at school? Well, wherever it is, when you exert a little extra effort in doing things, it's going to enhance that motivation. It's going to enhance that well being, that feeling that you've accomplished something and that you're proud of. So give a little bit more, whether it's to your schoolwork or your home or whatever also give a little more to your workout maybe a little more intensity maybe a little more fun maybe just a couple more repetitions or a little bit more weight do a little bit more or give a little bit more of yourself now H is hang on to your dreams now as we all know everything is a challenge to go forward and back and you're always pursuing something you're always getting closer to your goal or your dream And they may just kind of dangle there for a moment or two, but these are the things that give you that driving force, that passion, so that you can actually take that next step. So if you feel like you're knocked down and not quite sure if you want to keep going on, you hang on to them. You hang on to those dreams. You think about what you've already accomplished. Because always, if you take a look behind you, you'll see things that you have overcome. And you'll see how much closer you are to your dream right now than you were before. Now, the the letter I, there's so many different things that could have been used. But this one is ignore. And that's ignore anybody who tries to bring you down. Anyone that tries to destroy you. Anybody who tries to get the best of you. um, Anyone who is not a positive person in your life. And sometimes we'll call them toxic people. Um, Or those are also those people that make fun of you all the time, or maybe they try to sabotage your diet, or basically they just don't want to hear anything about you that is good. They hate to hear about your success. So avoid all those people and ignore all those people. Put those blinders on, put the earmuffs on, whatever you need, because those people are not important. What you're doing and what you feel inside and what you know you can do, as we know from the last episode with all the alphabet, you are all that matters. So you focus on what you're doing and just realize that any negative thoughts that are coming away from other people. Number one, you ignore them. And number two, it's really just jealousy because they're not able to do what you are doing. Now, the best one is J, just be yourself. And I know that's easier said than done for a lot of people. But you really do just need to be yourself. It's the key to your success. Now, the key to failure is to try to please everybody. And I think as you get older, you kind of recognize that. When you're younger, you're trying to fit in. And you do try to please other people too much. But realize that that's not important. You can't make other people happy all the time. And when you're going to do something, you should ultimately be doing it for yourself. Now, sure, it's great if it goes along with something that pleases somebody else, and then it's a win-win, but ultimately, be yourself, do things for yourself, know what's important to you, and pursue that. Don't try to be something you're not. Nobody really looks well on the fake people. And the sad thing is that people who are fake are really lost and confused and compensating. So be yourself, because you're probably a pretty good person, and that's all you need to do now K is keep trying no matter how hard it can seem pick yourself up keep trying when you're motivated you will eventually see that there's a clearing that there's a light at the end of that tunnel and you're paving your way to self-improvement and probably already on that whole path to self-improvement so no matter what happens if you get step two steps back because you got sick and it ruined your diet because you ate soup or something, it's okay. You know, those things happen. Just pick yourself up, keep going. I know everyone has those times where something comes up, whether it's uh, you have to move houses or you're on vacation or you get injured. Um, Something always happens that can make life seem really hard. And basically, you just have to realize that, you know what, I can get through this. I'm strong enough and I'm going to keep trying, keep moving towards my goal. Because, of course, we really don't say trying. That's one of those words that kind of sets you up for failure. That's another subject in the Fitness Makeover Workshop that we go over. But anyways, you keep doing so that you can get where you want to be. Now L may or may not be easy for you. Basically learn to love yourself. Now it should be easy, but too often I think we beat ourselves up and because we're not where we need to be or want to be and you know not everything's perfect perfect, but that's okay. Learn to accept yourself and to love yourself and know that you are good and everything you do is good too. As long as you do good things, of course. Now for the letter M, this is one of my favorite sayings. Make things happen. Don't just sit around and wait for things to come to you because that's not going to happen. Make it happen. Motivation is when you take your dreams and you put them in their work clothes and you send them out there. Make it happen. Only you can do that whether you make a plan and start chipping away at it or review what you've done previously and find what works and what doesn't work all of these things take action and when you take action you're moving closer to your goal and you are definitely going to be motivated now it's just a quick review we have give more than what is enough hang on to your dreams ignore those who try to destroy you just be yourself keep trying no matter how hard life may seem learn to love yourself and make things happen. Now, the other day I happened upon this book review. I can't remember how I ended up there, but um, it was for a book, a diet book by a very famous celebrity trainer. And this was uh, touting the three hour diet to lose weight. And I thought, three hours? Hmm, what's that all about? And it sounds like all you have to do is diet for three hours and you're going to be in perfect shape, right? Or at least lose some weight. Well, that's wrong. They weren't actually referring to three hours of dieting, which certainly would be nice. They were just referring to the eat every three hours. And realistically, nothing new. Nothing new there at all. And I know that you know that if you want to eat for a lean, tone. Body, you definitely need to eat on a regular basis, like every three or four hours. Sound familiar? Well, you should it should sound familiar because you've heard me say it enough through these podcasts. But just in case you're new here, I'm gonna go over that. And I'm actually gonna end up saving you money from buying the book because this is everything you need to know. Three or four hour diet. Okay. This is actually a big chunk of the fitness makeover workshop for the nutrition portion because it's very important to understand how you have to fuel your body and why you have to fuel it and, of course, what to stick in your mouth that's going to make changes in your body. Now, the concept between eating every three or four hours is going to also depend on what you're eating. So if you're eating the right foods, you'll naturally get maybe a little bit hungry, and hopefully you're eating something before you get into that hunger stage. And with eating, you actually increase your metabolism a little bit. Now, when you eat protein, it's going to increase your metabolism a little bit more because it takes more for your body to digest that protein. So when you're scheduling your meals, you're really looking at breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, maybe another snack because you're not going to stuff yourself in any one meal. And when you do stuff yourself in one meal, and, or if you're one of those people that have one or two meals a day, you're asking your body to hold on to fat because it doesn't know when its next feeding is going to come so it's very important that you trick your body into thinking that it doesn't need that body fat that it's going to get a continuous input of food and that's why it'll let go of the fat you may have either done this yourself or had friends that say I only eat once a day and I'm gaining weight and then when I eat normally I gain even more weight well that's because they're shutting down their metabolism and when you don't eat the right foods so often your body is going to take what it deems as non-essential and that's your muscle which is exactly why you have a slower metabolism after you diet your body has used your muscle for energy and spared your fat because your body always already knows that fat is the long-term energy source so we need to trick it into thinking that it doesn't need to hold on to the fat by giving it a regular input of food Now, I know I just said that before, but it bears repeating. Now, regular input of food, what does that mean? That means balanced meals. That means a little bit of something every so often. So, for example, if you have breakfast, and let's say you have, um, well, protein powder, that's what I usually have, and oatmeal or English muffin, that's meal one. Count three or four hours after you eat that. You should be eating something else. It could be a snack, like a piece of fruit or cheese or cottage cheese. It could be a whole other meal depending on what your calorie goal is and what your body goal is. And from there, count another three or four hours. You should be eating something. That would most likely be lunch for most people. And then guess what? Count three or four hours again. So you keep doing that every time you eat. Not everyone's breakfast and lunch and dinner are going to be at the same time. But the important thing is to realize you don't want to take a long gap with no food at all. So whether you carry a protein bar with you or a piece of fruit or you just grab a little bite of something, something is a little bit better than nothing because you don't want to go more than, let's say, five or six six hours at the most without some food because your body will shut down. And when you put food in, it's going to store that as fat much faster because it thinks it's not going to get fed again. Now, sure, maybe every once in a while you can get away with that, But on a regular basis, you're going to mess up your metabolism. And that's what that's all about. We don't want to mess up the metabolism. You want to build the metabolism. That's why you do the strength training for the added muscle, eating frequently, eating a little more protein. All of these things contribute to an increased metabolism, which is why what most people do for weight loss is completely wrong and sabotaging their future results. So knowing what we know, if somebody was to do cardio, eat twice a day, and have only salad, when they stop doing that, any one of those three, they are gonna gain weight, no doubt about it. And then they're gonna say, oh, that didn't work for me. Exercise didn't work. Or they're gonna say, dieting doesn't work. It's like, no, you're doing all the wrong things. Well, when I weight train, I don't lose weight. Well, that's because you're gaining muscle. Muscle weighs more than fat. Muscle takes less space than fat. Isn't that what you want? Don't you wanna be smaller? I mean, do you just wanna weigh less or be smaller? I'd rather be smaller and not care what I weigh as long as I look better. But I gotta tell you, I hear it time and time again, women with the weight training, I get bulky, my legs get too big, blah, blah. And you know what, it's really not true because they're just not doing the right things. And most people have a hard time building bulky muscle so that really shouldn't be a worry for anyone now the problem with a a lot of people that do cardio for weight loss is that a couple of things their body becomes dependent on it it's not doing much for their metabolism yeah sure maybe a little bit as the calories are burned and a little bit for like an after uh, for like an hour after but your weight training has a much longer after what they call after burn you're burning more calories long after you do weight training than cardio and your weight training is impacting your metabolism all day long. And that's why the more muscle you have, the faster your metabolism is, the more you can eat and not gain weight with. And I think I'm the perfect example of that because I used to be all cardio, running and biking and just everything. And once I cut that out and once I switched over, I mean, I was always doing weight training as well. But I wasn't as much my focus as a part of the whole program. But I tell you what, when I cut out the cardio and really focused on weight training and heavier weight training that muscle to fat ratio of my body changed. And yeah, now I can eat what I want and drink and not gain weight. And seriously, if it wasn't me, I wouldn't believe it either. But it's true. It's a big leap of faith to stop the cardio and focus on the weights. And realistically, doing weights four times a week for an hour or less I think it's a lot better of a trade-off than the hours of cardio that people do. So if you're willing to take that leap of faith, do it because it's worth it. And I'm telling you, it's so much nicer to be able to go in my closet, put on whatever I want, rather than put on 20 things, take them all off because this one's tight. That one doesn't fit good. That one makes me look bad. You know, now it just, it doesn't matter. I just grab anything and it works. And that's also why one of the reasons I do all of these things, the podcasts and the different products that I have to help you get the same results and have the same enjoyment level. Because I've been in that phase where nothing fits, where you just basically stay home because I don't want to go out. I don't want to wear anything except for sweatpants. And that's no fun. That's no life at all. So sometimes for things to change, meaning your body, you have to change too, but That's a whole focus on the weight training, so I'm not going to get that far. Let's just remember that you need to eat every three to four hours a little bit of something, preferably protein, carbohydrates, and vegetables. Or in the diet programs I do, it's your protein, your fibrous vegetables, or fibrous carbs, I should say, your starches, starchy carbs, Um, And it's balanced. So those are your three main meals. Your snacks can be a combination of those two as well. But definitely making sure you're getting in that protein with each main meal. And with that, you're going to lose weight. You're going to lose weight in three or four hours? Well, not really, but you're going to lose weight by eating every three or four hours. Now, in our training segment, we're going to talk about booty training, and I mean your butt, your tush, whatever you want to call it, that thing you sit on, and if you're like most women, you don't like it at all, and if you're like most men, you have to hear about how us women don't like it at all, but there are some exercises that are very good for really tightening that area and boosting your metabolism at the same time. Now, I'm definitely going to put a download on the fitgirlguide.blogspot.com so you can download that, but I'd like to also go through some of the exercises with you. Now, first and foremost, keep in mind that there's no perfect workout. Trust me, I've looked for like 20, 30, 40 years, no perfect workout, but all workouts do work to a point. And there are some exercises that truly are better than others. For example, if you want to work on the inner thigh, you cannot spot reduce. That's going to come off as you lose weight and as you diet. However, would you spend time on the inner thigh machine? No. You would spend it on stiff-legged deadlifts. And as you're doing those deadlifts, squeezing your knees together will work that inner thigh. Now, sometimes, I'll have people do inner thigh work because their toes go outward, and a lot of times that means it's a weak adductor, which is your inner thigh. So if you find that when you're walking or whatever you're doing, your toes kinda point out, then you definitely wanna do those deadlifts. But more importantly, the stiff-legged deadlifts are also working the hamstrings and the glutes and the tie-in between the hamstrings and glutes, that little part that's right underneath your, your butt cheek. So by focusing on them, and really focusing on squeezing your legs together, tightening your hamstrings, and using your hamstrings to pull you upward, and then getting yourself a nice little butt squeeze at the top, you're gonna to be doing a lot, not only for your metabolism, but also for your legs. Now keep in mind, your hamstrings are a pretty large muscle group. And I guarantee you most people don't do enough work for it. Two or three sets on the leg curl machine, not enough. You definitely need more work. It's a large body part, and remember, When you work a large body part hard, you're burning more calories and you're boosting your metabolism permanently. So focus on those stiff-legged deadlifts. And if you don't know how to do them correctly, please get instruction. Because if you don't do them correctly, you can either hurt yourself or you're just going to be working on your lower back, which is not going to do much for you at all. Now, another booty exercise Step-ups. Step-ups are great because they work your whole body. You're using your whole body to step up. Now, the step should be anywhere from uh, putting your leg at a 90 degree angle or lower. If your step is so high that you're pushing off with the foot behind you, that's no good. Because you really want to focus on the foot that's on the platform or step or whatever you want to call it. And you want to focus on pushing that heel through the floor so that as you stand up, All the weight is going on that leg. Your back leg is dead. It's not doing anything. It's just dragging along the floor. So if you find that you have one foot on a step and the back foot that's on the floor is pushing you up there, no, that's not going to be working in your glutes. So focus on starting out by very light, maybe just body weight, and then do a light set after that. And make sure you can activate your butt to push your body up into that straight position. Now these are not all exercises you need to do in one workout because remember I'm going to give you a workout that you can download at the blog but I'm going to go over some of the good exercises. Now what I want you to do with these though is swap them out. So maybe you have three exercises that you do for the next three weeks and then pick a combination of three different ones and that's going to be the best workout. Now a lot of times I'll see people on that machine it looks like a a butt blaster or maybe um, it's a rear leg extension kind of machine and again not going to do a whole lot it's designed to work a small muscle group just like that inner outer thigh machine is designed to work a small muscle group small muscle groups don't impact your metabolism so what would you do in place of that well squats your squats and trust me if you go deep on squats you're definitely not going to have as much bulk because you're not going to be able to use much weight, but you're going to hit the glutes. And too often, people stop going about halfway down. Now, obviously, it's going to depend on your flexibility, on your health history, on your knees and your hips and your ankles and what you can do with those. But I know that we were always taught to go just halfway down, get your thighs parallel to the floor. But since, well, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, learning that full squats are going to get more into the butt and boost the metabolism more. Those have been a mainstay of some of my leg workouts. And you know what? It's a big, huge difference. You can't use a lot of weight, which should tell you that's a pretty darn effective exercise. So try getting those squats. And you know what? If you can't do a squat with a bar on your back, that's okay. And even if you can't do it with uh, dumbbells in your hands, that's okay too. There's other ways to do the squats. And to do them deep so that you can really get the butt to work. Because when you go down as low as you can, you have no choice but to dig the heels into the floor to get you back up. So you can try it by grabbing onto something that's very solid, like a hand railing of a stairs um, or maybe one of the machines if they're very tightly bolted into the floor because you don't want to fall over on you. And put your hands out there and kind of sit back. It's almost like a sissy squat somebody can explain that to you but uh, you're just going all the way down and all the way back up so at least you can start getting the form and start feeling your butt doing the work Uh, cables are a good way to do them as well because you can have the cable in front of you kind of like a, a half deadlift half squat and of course your rubber bands resistance bands are great tools for doing any type of squat of course any type of lunge is certainly going to be great for the butt and for the legs Your focus needs to be, once again, through the heel, getting the heel pushing into the floor, getting the quadricep tight, but really trying to focus on lifting your entire body by pushing the heel through the floor and getting your butt to do the work. And if you do walking lunges or uh, reverse lunges or front lunges, I mean, obviously there's so many different types, you will at some point end up not using as much of the glutes because you're going to get tired. So make sure that you focus on the proper form and think of it as whenever your leg is bent, it's your butt that you're contracting to drive yourself up straight. So focus on that form and then everything else is gonna fall into place. Now, as far as the hamstrings go, you should be getting those worked in your squats and in your lunges, but you also wanna have at least one or two direct hamstring exercises like that stiff-legged deadlift, the leg curl, seated leg curl. Um, Good mornings will also work those hamstrings. Now the one thing I find when people say with the leg curl, they say, well, I can't get it all the way up or the pad doesn't touch my butt. Is that okay? No, it's not okay. You're not going to get a full feel in that hamstring if that pad doesn't come all the way up and hit you in the butt. Now I liken it to a bicep curl. Because the hamstring is called the biceps femoris, which is the leg biceps. When you're doing a bicep curl, do you come halfway up? Do you come three quarters of the way up? No, you come all the way up and you squeeze the bicep. That's exactly what you have to do with your hamstring. So lighten the weight. Put on the lightest amount of weight you have. And get your butt all the I mean get your heels all the way up there to touch your butt picture close your eyes and picture your hamstring as your bicep and make sure you get the heel all the way up and if you can't do it lighten the weight now it's going to take some time to get used to that and definitely you want to go even slower on the lowering. So you might power up and go one, two, and squeeze at the top hitting your hamstrings, getting the back of the leg real tight and then slow on the way down. So one, two, three, four, and then kick it back up strong and slow on the way down. Hamstrings are very explosive. They're going to work better with explosive movement. That's like two up, four down or three up and three down, but they're not going to do well with high repetitions. So keep your repetitions around 10. That's the perfect combination. And um, you're going to see nice shape come into those hamstrings. And even if you do get a little added muscle, it's going to be tight. It's not going to be bigger. You're not going to bust out of your jeans. It's just going to be tight and tone and look really good. And best thing, impact your metabolism permanently too. Now, what are normally the best repetitions and sets and things for booty training? Well, keeping your sets at maybe be anywhere from two to four depending on the type of exercise your total sets per workout probably shouldn't be much more than 10 or 12 now your repetitions are gonna vary things that that work the glutes and hamstrings and sometimes the quadriceps can go a little higher in repetitions or lower for example front lunges stationary lunges those you can go either way You can mix that up, you can go for as little as 8, you can go as high as 15, you definitely want to mix it up. Obviously when you go high repetitions on the lower body, it's going to be cardiovascular. So you're going to have that heart pumping. Now the explosive muscles, like the direct glute work, like a step up, or hamstrings and deadlifts are going to be better with lower repetitions. So anywhere really from 6 to 10. No more than 10. I would really usually shoot for about 8 is what I have my clients do on those exercises. And focusing on the form and using the right muscle. I mean, it sounds very simple to say, but when you are actually doing those exercises, think on that and really focus. And remember, especially for that leg curl, it's, it's just like your bicep curl. You don't throw your hands up and then lower the weight. So don't throw your legs up and then lower the weight. Take it up to the top, squeeze, hold that muscle tight as you lower the weight. And you're going to see a huge difference, not only in the way your legs look, but also in your metabolism and what you're able to do as far as your fat loss goes. So remember, I'm going to write all this down for you, a couple of great booty workouts. You'll find them at the fitgirlguide.blogspot.com. And you can do those workouts and then let me know on the Facebook page or through Twitter if you're able to walk the next day and if you're able to sit down two days later or not. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and motivation... Visit fitnessmakeover.com, allinoneworkout.com, or coachkira.com.